0: This episode of Grow the Show is sponsored by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio-quality podcasts from anywhere. More than 70,000 other podcasters use Riverside, including myself, Guy Raz, Gary V, companies like Spotify, and even the New York Times. What's amazing about Riverside is that when you're recording a podcast or a remote interview, the recording quality is independent of Wi-Fi stability, which is huge. Your content is recorded locally, which ensures reliable and uncompressed content quality. It's basically a studio inside your browser and it is super intuitive and easy to use. Once your recording is done, you'll automatically be able to download separate audio and video tracks and edit your content all with a few clicks. So if you haven't yet, give Riverside a try. Visit riverside.fm and use my code GROW15, that's G-R-O-W-1-5, to start recording studio quality sound and video and get 15% off a membership plan. This
1: is Grow the Show, the podcast to help you grow your podcast. My name is Kevin Schmidland. I am your podcast growth coach, and today we're gonna explore how you can automate your podcast workflow with AI. And here to help us understand how we can leverage AI is none other than Mark Savant. Mark is a powerhouse in the world of podcasting. He's not only the host of the globally ranked top 100% podcast, After Hours Entrepreneur, but he's also a highly sought after expert in helping entrepreneurs reach their goals and build their first six figure year. As the founder of Mark Savant Media, a podcast production and consulting agency, Mark's dedicated himself to assisting busy entrepreneurs in building both their status and sales through the power of podcasts. I was actually featured on Mark's podcast recently, and through the process of being a guest, I was floored at the speed and ease with which Mark was able to crank out promo material. And I can only assume that he leveraged AI to do it. I had to invite him here on the show to walk us through how it's done. So Mark, you down to share? Let's get after Pro. bro. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's dive in right now here on Grow the Show. All right, Mark from what I've seen from you, from what you've put out online, like you've really gotten to know AI pretty well. At first, though, was it like overwhelming to you at all? Like, because I know like sometimes when something like this comes out, you can get a little nervous, right? Because it's doing stuff that you're used to spending hours working on. So
2: what was your impression of it? I was immediately like, wow, this is not only very powerful, but really not that complicated. I'll tell you, when I first started creating podcasts, editing video and stuff like five years ago. The first time I opened up Adobe Premiere Pro, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. But the reality is AI and all these various tools are actually very easy to implement. You just need to know a few steps to get started. And again, I'm just happy here to kind of open up the book and give a few like really practical things that the listeners can take into their podcast, into their company, into their business to start executing because it saves thousands of hours totally and in fact i don't think we can afford to ignore it you can't be an ostrich with your head buried in the sand because the world's going to pass you by i'll give you a perfect example this again i run a production agency and a few years ago i was having a really hard time with my margins because it was very expensive to find people that could write show notes and descriptions It was very expensive yeah now i'm doing that for a tenth of the cost not only that but the quality of the writing is much better if so I get better quality at a tenth of the cost. I don't have to spend any time on it. It's really amazing. And I just, I feel like I found Christ for the first time and I just have to evangelize and tell everyone about this because it's actually mind blowing. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Well, so let's dive into those early steps. So the listener is somebody who really hasn't taken a look, hasn't touched the
2: quite yet. What are the first things that they should do to get started? So one of the first things I would do is just open up chat GPT, which is essentially an AI chat bot. It looks at the internet, it collects millions of different data points and it's gonna give you answers to your most sought after questions. So I'll give you a perfect example of one of the ways you can start off with this, right? You might say, who are great guests to have on my podcast as an example. You can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, ChatGPT, write me out a list of 250 great podcast guests that work in my niche and give me a link to their website. You're gonna get 250 like that then you can start mm. your outreach or you can have an assistant who you're paying at a, at a fraction of the cost of what it might cost yourself to do it and have them do all the outreach to start to drum up some ideas. You could take that a step further. And and maybe you say, just give you another quick idea. Maybe you're not looking for guests. You got plenty of the guests. I don't know about you, Kevin, but I get hit up dozens of guests each week when I come on the after hours entrepreneur. It's like, yeah, we could talk about how you monetize that if we want to go that route. But One of the things you might look for is sponsorships. How do I make a little bit of cheddar? How do I make a little bit of change on my show? And what you can do is you go to ChatGPT and say, hey, write me out a list of 250 businesses that have advertised on podcasts in the past and give me a link to their website. Same deal. You already found a company that values podcasting and it gives you a great list of which to start prospecting and finding sponsors for your show. Wow.
1: I have not once come across the thought of using ChatGPT for sponsorship research. That is awesome. So, okay, ChatGPT number one, first place to go. What about after that? Let's say the listener has, okay, I've poked around, I've gotten some good ideas. What's next? What are other ways that AI can you know, make the production process quicker and easier? Sure. So one of the things
2: that, again, I found extremely laborious is writing show notes, writing descriptions, writing blogs. And you know, there's a bunch of different programs that do this. Swell, great program. Uh, we're starting to use experiment with cast magic, right? So those are some, some like really easy plug and play. All you do is you upload your audio file and then it will give you stuff like recommended titles, keywords, descriptions, articles, social media posts, a bunch of different stuff. But I want to give you something else that, that I've been playing with and I've been really amazed. And that's the automation of Chat GPT. You've heard of Zapier before? For sure. If you're not familiar, it's a super cool program that lets you basically interlink different softwares together. So for example, maybe one software doesn't typically communicate with another. You can connect them together, right? Like Google and Calendly. You can actually attach ChatGPT to Zapier. And I'm going to give you a really super sick workflow. You can iterate on this, but this is something I'm experimenting with for show notes. So as soon as I finish a podcast episode, I fill out a Google form. It takes me about two minutes. I do this as soon as I do it certain questions like name of the guest, what's their business, what are five key takeaways from the episode? Pretty simple stuff. takes two minutes right after the episode. It sends that through Zapier over to ChatGPT and ChatGPT will write out four to five suggested titles for the episode. It'll give me suggested keywords for the SEO-rich keywords for the episode. It'll even write out a description of the episode. It'll give me the bio for the host, gives me all of that, links, gives me everything. It opens up a brand new Google folder and uploads it to that Google folder in a Google Doc. So when the episode is ready to go live, we simply copy and paste, maybe make a couple quick changes, and then upload it to our podcast host. This has saved me so much time and money. And it, again, this is just the beginning. That's just one iteration of how you can use Google and ChatGPT and Zapier in just an amazing, perfect marriage. And at that point,
1: you're you're not even having to open up ChatGPT and type the prompts. Like it's just
2: done. It's already done. Yeah. So I just have to copy and paste, clean it up, maybe add a little bit of my voice to it, and then we're we're off to the races. Wow. Incredible. So any other ChatGPT use cases for podcasters? Another great, great use, very similar to what we're doing here, but this is a li- this isn't necessarily just podcast specific. But if you take that same process, filling out a Google form, sending it to ChatGPT, ChatGPT does the creative writing and then it brings it to Google folder, a really great strategy of driving SEO to your website and traffic is blogs, right? Mm. A blogs and B backlinks. You need the backlinks, right? One of the ways that you can utilize this, this strategy, and I'll give a quick shout out to Ben Albert. He's a member of the After Hours Entrepreneur Pro Group. He gave me this and I kind of ran with it, but you can reach out to people that are in your industry. Maybe they're the ideal client for your company. Maybe they're the ideal guest. Maybe it's someone that you just want to network with. You say, hey, love what you're doing. I'd love to feature you on my website in a blog. Do me a favor, fill out this Google form and I'll write up a blog article and I'll let you know when it goes live and you can share it on your blog. We get backlinks. Hey, guess what? You don't even need to do the damn writing. Mm. You'll need to pick up your pencil, your pen, your pluma. You don't have to do anything because ChatGPT will write out the entire blog for you and then you can just copy and paste it, clean up the keywords and, and make it look nice in WordPress great way to start leading with value, developing their relationship, building up the SEO. And hopefully you've got a sales system on the back end. So you can actually close that person and turn them into a client. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. What are some ChatGPT pitfalls? So what's something that a ChatGPT newbie might watch out for? ChatGPT can be a little bit robotic. So you're going to want to change it to kind of adjust your voice, right? So when you're in ChatGPT, there'll probably be a bunch of different ChatGPT chats in there. And depending on the usage of that chat, you'll want to say, you know, stuff like never say this again, or this is the tone of voice, you know? So the better your prompts are going into ChatGPT, the better the output. So I would say that's probably the number one pitfall. The other pitfall is if you're trying to write a research paper or an essay for school, there are actual softwares that can determine If something's written by AI, so just be aware of getting frowned upon by your teacher. And then the third thing is there is maybe the potential in the future, if you're just copy and pasting this stuff, there could be downranking in Google. What does downranking mean? Downranking is like the way you show up on Google, right? So, for example, if someone types in a podcast coaching, you want to grow the show to be at the very top. You want to be the first thing that they see. And some of the ways of doing that are by, again, adding blogs, adding written word, Understanding the keywords that people are searching for and, and understanding how Google indexes your website, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a concern, and this is again, I haven't seen any proof that this has actually happened yet, but it's something that we're keeping a close eye on over at Marks Font Media. But there's a concern that if you're using, if all the blogs and all the writing and all the text on your website is all AI generated, aka mm. like predictive text mechanism, then Google might start to say, you know what, that's not authentic. That's not what we want to see. And they might start downranking. That's one of the potential pitfalls. Not a problem yet, but it's something we're keeping a close eye on. Got it. Something that could, isn't a problem
1: today, but you just want to, you know, watch out because let's maybe not have AI write everything on our websites immediately (laughs) and maybe like use it as a tool like you've been describing instead of just replacing us out of the gate.
2: And a quick workaround for that is you just change every seventh word with a synonym. That's it. Oh, interesting. You know, if something says microphone, you might say like audio input. Someone says TV, you might say screen. So you just switch every seventh word to kind of avoid getting caught up in that trap. Fascinating. So that's the algorithm. (laughs) I wonder if you can use AI to switch out. (laughs) Yeah. And also how to cheat on your seventh grade geography test. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Now, in the podcasting world,
1: there are tons of other tools already, right? It feels like AI has been here for maybe six months-ish, but there's tons and tons of tools that are available. So what are some of the best ones that you have come across and that you would recommend to a podcaster just
2: getting started with AI? One of the softwares that I'm just going to talk about it because I'm like super excited about it. I think it's super interesting. Yeah. It's also kind of scary. So we might get into some of the moral and ethical hazards that come with this is AI-generated text-to-audio. Text-to-audio. So I recorded an episode on the After Hours Entrepreneur, I don't know, this is, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe three months ago, I used a program called 11labs.io. It's called 11labs.io. And the way this program works is you, you give it written text and it will convert that into voice. Now, what you can do as podcasters, we got a lot of audio. We got lots of audio. So what you just simply do is you upload a bunch of your audio of yourself speaking maybe 10 minutes, 30 minutes, two hours. The more you give it, the better it will be at replicating your voice. Then you just upload the text and it will record in your voice. Whoa. And in this particular podcast episode, I went to ChatGPT and I asked ChatGPT to write me out the entire script for a podcast episode about using AI in your show. It wrote out the entire script. I took that script, uploaded it to 11labs.io. It recorded the entire episode in my voice, uploaded it to, to my podcast host, and it pumped it out. Now, what's great about this is the first half of the episode was all AI generated. The second half was me saying, oh, yeah, by the way, everything you just heard, that wasn't even me. This is me. Now I'm actually speaking. And I got dozens of emails from people who are like, holy crap, I didn't even know. Amazing. That's some crazy stuff. And you want to get crazy for a second? I don't know where we're going to be as far as politics go in the next couple of months, but there was just audio leaked of Donald Trump talking about about some documents that maybe they were classified or maybe they're not classified. He's talking about classified documents. There's an audio recording. I can guarantee you when that goes to court, they're going to be saying, Trump never said. That That was just AI that said that. That wasn't said. Yeah. So you're starting to get into a world where nobody is going to know what the hell is real and what's fake because the AI is going to get so good at replicating voices. So again, that's something that I'm very interested in. I'm excited for podcasters because we can use that as a tool. But at the same time, yeah. you know, how are we going to know what's real and what's fake? That's a really interesting thing that's happening. Yeah.
1: Existential discomfort aside, now that you have run that test and it, it worked so well that your listeners didn't even realize it wasn't you, quote unquote, how do you plan to use that
2: on an ongoing basis with your production flow? Sure. So, you know, one of the ways that I'm looking to use this is with clients, because sometimes clients will, will reach out after an episode has been recorded and say like, oh, Mark, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. Cool super easy for me to type out 30 seconds, 60 seconds of filler audio and add that in. Maybe the guest lands a sponsor for this show, or maybe the, the host has a sponsor for the show. We can easily add sponsor copy to the front, the back. It's So it's easier for us to give our clients a better experience when it comes to just uploading a little bit of audio.
1: That's awesome. So it can be used like as a patching tool out of the gate. So it sounds like you're not exactly planning on just publishing nothing but ChatGPT written solo episodes narrated by AI
2: Mark uh, and that you're just going to kind of use it to patch things. Is that right? I'm not planning on doing that with the After Hours Entrepreneur, but I got to be honest, I'm I'm hot. I'm excited. I'm ready for this stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if I hired someone paying them six bucks an hour and say, hey, I want you to produce an entirely AI generated show from top to bottom. I went AI generated image. I went AI generated text. AI-generated title. I want a completely AI-generated podcast. I think people would be fascinated by that. And I think that, you know, you might have just inspired me. I might have to go out and and have one of my team members do that.
1: Yeah. Start the AI show. Buy AI for AI. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So we've got the vocal production tool. What about social media? Have you been
2: able to leverage AI with your social media presence at all? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of tools that are, I mean, We're talking about social media, clip creation. We all know we need to just feed the funnel. We need to feed the beast. We need to pour gasoline down the gullet of Facebook and Instagram, of TikTok and LinkedIn. And one of the best ways to do that as podcasters is by making clips. So we've been experimenting with a bunch of different programs. We've been using a program called Memento. Video.ai is one that we've been using. To be honest, I'm I'm still experimenting to find my favorite. I think right now, video.ai is one that we've been most happy with. I was talking to developer David over at Memento, and I think they got some cool things going. And I'll just give you an example of what this might look like from a practical standpoint. So there's two ways you can do this. One, you can upload the video to this platform, or if you post it to YouTube, or maybe you bring on a new client, or maybe you want to go to your back catalog, you can actually rip the video straight from a YouTube channel, and it will automatically create dozens of clips from that episode. And... You know, you can build out a framework that creates like a specific template, the specific type of text that you want, and it will just very quickly, very easily create those video clips. Again, I'm still playing with this because there's stuff that I like. There's stuff that I don't like. I feel like in some cases it still needs the human touch. But when we talk about the scalability of this content, it's only going to get better. And we take another step back at what does this look, look like ethically? Do you ever feel like social media is just full of stuff? Yeah you know, as more and more people start to adapt all this AI-generated video stuff, you're going to see that at scale. You're going to see that at scale. So I think the question we need to ask ourselves if, as podcasters is, well, how do I stand out? Because if everybody's doing this, I want to go that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, that's something that I'm keeping a very close eye on, experimenting with clients, experimenting with my show after I was an entrepreneur, because the tools are very real, they're very powerful, they're getting better. But you got to find ways to stand out as this gets more mass acceptance.
1: Yeah, if you're down, let's talk a little bit more about that because this whole time, what's going through my head is like, my gosh, like in just a few months, social media and everything, like YouTube, it's all just going to be flooded with content that's AI generated A to Z, which is just going to make for so much noise. And that's the question is how, you said like, add the human touch, right? So as of right now, like even just today, where do you see the key areas to add the human touch and, and where should podcasters not
2: turn to AI right now? Okay, so two quick things. One practical, one like big picture thing, right? So practically the thumbnail for your short video is very, 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 very important, right? People click on, vid- on videos on YouTube. They click on videos on Facebook and on Instagram uh, and TikTok because there's something, there's some word, there's text, on that thumbnail that makes them want to click it, right? So, for example, if I've got a 45-second clip of a video interview or something, I want to find that point in that interview where there's something spicy in the text. Like, and that's when I got fired or that's when I left my job or, you know, and that's when I got my millionth download or something. Like, i want to find that spicy text and I want, I want that to be the thumbnail. I want that to be either be the first screen or like on Instagram, for example, you can just kind of like, pick a frame from that clip. So I like to pick a, a frame from that clip that's, that's spicy, that has, that has something maybe controversial as part of it, right?
1: So you're saying that that thumbnail choice is actually, to me, that's not immediately obvious, but makes a ton, tons of sense as to why that, mean, that needs human
2: attention at this point, right? I think so. Again, AI will get better at identifying that, but I think so right now. Maybe it's a specific keyword or something that's controversial. I think is is where you want to be. Got it. And then bigger picture, what are you thinking? So bigger picture, I was talking to Patrick David about this and I've got that episode. It's on another after hours entrepreneur. I was talking to Patrick David about this and I was kind of like, you know, what do we need to do to like actually grow a real show right now? So he, he gave a couple different pieces of advice, one of which was you need to be multifaceted. You can't just talk about one topic. You need to be educated on multiple topics and specifically you need to find topics that you disagree with you need to find things that everybody believes is true but you don't believe it's true and you're educated and you can actually talk about it you need to be spicy you know what's boring i just want to say this y'all you know and i kind of talked to kevin a little bit about this if all you do on your podcast is just nod and say yes to everything your guest says that's boring that's boring as crap i want to hear the conflict i want to see people get heated up that's the stuff that goes viral yeah Those are the clips that people are going to share. Holy crap. Can you believe what he said or what she said? Like there was a clip that went super viral on the whatever podcast, which is a dating show. And there was a scene where like this, this really pretty girl is talking to this guy and she's like, would you sleep with a really beautiful trans woman, a man who had transitioned into being a woman? And he's like, no, I wouldn't because then I would be gay. And it was just mayhem. They started yelling at each other. They were super angry. And all of a sudden that podcast blew up. That's what you want to do. You want to find those points of tension, controversy, stop agreeing with, with everything that everybody says, find those points of contention. And I think that's what will really separate a, like a mediocre to boring clip to something that gets spread like wildfire, that gets shared, that gets the comments. You got to pick some places to be controversial. Do you think that you should always look to be controversial? I think so. I think really? so. Now, <laughs> hey, and, and listen, I'm not saying that, you know, you're just out there picking fights with random strangers. That's not what I'm saying. But when I bring on a guest on the show, I'm active. And I put this up right up front. I mentioned this again when you came on after I was entrepreneur. I mentioned like, yeah, just so you're aware, I'm going to try to disagree with you on stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be like a ninja hiding in the woods and I jump out and like samurai your head off. Right. But I want you to be aware that I'm not just going to sit there and nod my head. I'm legitimately looking for places where I can disagree with what you've said. And I find that that's just way more compelling than just saying, oh, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, you got to find places to disagree and not disagree just to disagree, but try to cause some conflict. Try to, because that's where the best ideas come from. Yeah. You know, you're not going to come up with great ideas sitting in a in a van with your buddies sniffing your own farts. That ain't going to do it. You come up with great ideas by listening to ideas thinking about the history, reading the bible, go into university, get you know, different ideas, you know, that let the best idea win. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I take it with
1: podcasting. It's so funny cuz as you're talking this through I'm like mentally cringing cuz I never disagree with anybody or I shouldn't say I never disagree with anybody. I never I have not publicly confronted anything on my show like that because I think maybe this is the one thing for me to confront. I get the power of how disagreement and confrontation Garners attention. But we also, we've got a lot of confrontation. (laughs) That's, I feel like that's all there is today. And I feel like to me, it's kind of a breath of fresh air when people aren't fighting. Like, I don't watch ESPN anymore because it's all just people screaming at each other. And like, I miss the good old days of sports, right? Like, I want to see some highlights. I want to know what's going on, what's gone well, right? So maybe this is the one and only time that I'll ever disagree with somebody on Grow the Show. But I will say you've certainly got me thinking because while I rarely confront publicly, I certainly disagree with a lot of stuff privately. And so maybe
2: maybe it'd be worthwhile for me to to step, step forward a little bit and, and seek out a little confrontation. What do you think? You know, listen, there's a reason why you're seeing so much confrontation online because that's the stuff that sells. And again, I don't think that you should disagree just for the sole sake of disagreeing. I think this, it's really important that you're saying, I saw that. That's a commonly held belief. I don't dig that. I'm getting off that. I'll give you a perfect example. I, twice this week, I've heard someone say to me. Two different people have said, "Give me the comment of I'm just another white guy." I was like, "This is some bullcrap, dude. You got to squash that. You're not just another white guy. You're not just another black man. You're not just another Latina. You're a child of God. You're a creative human being. You have massive potential." That idea that I'm just another white guy that doesn't come from in here. That's some bull crap that you heard out there that's invading your body. It's invading your mind. So, but that's a common, people are saying that crap right now. This guy's like, I'm building up a podcast network, but I just don't have enough diversity and inclusion. It's just, we're just white guys. I'm like, you're not just white guys. You have specific experience, skills. You can be a light into the world. And so anyway, that's just one example. And I would encourage everyone out there to think about this. What's a commonly common, Ill- maybe there's people out there that say, AI is everywhere. I'm specifically going anti-AI. Right. I'm going to make that a big part of my brand is I do not use AI. I can respect that. Yeah. You know, so what is everybody saying and how can you fight that? Well, So we talked social media. We've talked a couple pieces of AI. When
1: I was on your show, one of the coolest and most surprising parts was when you posted about my show, there was this really cool like animated or like painted image of me in your promo material that I've never seen before. So where the heck did that come from?
2: Huge differentiator, right? Which, by the way, one of the cool things of turning a, you know, like a regular picture into a piece of AI art is you can remove all the imperfections, like the poor lighting or that pimple you had that day. So it it looks really beautiful. So um, A, my team does a lot of magic so I don't know all their tricks. But you know, programs like MidJourney have, have really popped up, really amazing, which basically, again, turns your text, your prompt, what you write into just amazingly beautiful art. And I got to be honest, I'm seeing art right now that is indistinguishable. It looks like a photograph of a model, but it's completely AI generated. Again, only getting better. And these are the type of images that stop the scroll. When someone's scrolling, they stop like, whoa, that's different. That's interesting, which again, kind of goes back to what we'll be talking about. What makes you different? How can you be interesting? How can you go against the flow? There's a really cool program called Lenza, Lenza, L-E-N-S-A. It's, uh, it costs like five bucks to use it. But what's cool about Lenza, and this is a really, I think this is a really sick tool. You can just simply upload 10 images, 10 selfies, and it will create 100 to 200 AI generated images just based on your face. Wow. So if you've got one of these, I'm holding up a mobile phone. If you've got a mobile phone yeah. and you've got a face, you can create 100 to 200 AI-generated images of you in seconds. And these are super cool. You could do some really interesting things. These are great carousels. or great sliders. I was working with a client recently, and we were trying to update their show art and their logo, or their show art, rather. And it was just kind of falling stale. And so we used this tool to create 150 images. He picked out his couple favorite, and we kind of moved it around. we created some sick show art. And so you can use these to, again, stand out. So Lenza, super dope tool, AI generated. You don't need to know anything. All you need is a phone and a face and you can use it. Apple Podcasts just recently
1: announced that they're going to be supporting episode-specific artwork very soon. So this could be a great way to make that happen without having to spend hours and
2: hours, you know, in Canva designing each episode tile, right? Yeah, which by the way, is a complete, in my opinion, complete waste of time. Like there's a lot of things we do as podcasters that don't actually grow our downloads. I just, do you really need to spend 45 minutes thinking of the perfect title for your episode? Probably not. You should probably move on to the next thing, getting the next guest. So anyway, yeah, the AI revolution, really good for images. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Any other pieces of AI that you
1: think the beginner should know or anything that they should consider before they put their phone down and go and
2: go forth and AI their show? <laughs> Right. So I'm going to give you a slightly different tool. This is not specific to podcasting, but one of the things that really fascinates me about AI is the scale of custom text, the scale of custom copy. Listen, I'm not going to say I'm a sales guy, but I run a business. I I need to make sales, Yeah. right? Which, by the way, if you want to automate a podcast launch or production, I can help you with that, right? So i take hit me up, marketmarksmontmedia.com. Boom. (laughs) Marketmarksmontmedia.com, right? You got to sell. If you're not selling, you got no business. Forget the website, forget your Instagram bio. If you're not selling, it's all for nothing, okay? And it could take a lot of time. We'll take LinkedIn, for example, to pull up someone on LinkedIn, read all of about their bio, read their their profile, their post, where they went to college, and then create a custom generated or a custom text that will make them open up your message and, and read and engage. So in, in the After Hours Entrepreneur Pro group the other day, we have, we have a guy in there, David Awasi, and he was walking us through his super sick AI tool. And what it does is it does all of that LinkedIn profile review automatically. And then it gives you five to six different DMs that are written by the AI. So, for example, it might, it might say something like, let's say I'm blind, right? Let's say I'm blind and I go to LinkedIn and I pull up Kevin Schmidlin's LinkedIn profile. I don't need to look. I could not look at it all. I could have a team member from another country that doesn't speak, doesn't even speak English can go in there. It'll scrape your, your profile and it'll say, Kevin, love what you're doing with Grow the Show. Wow, I can't believe you brought your podcast to 100,000 listeners with 100,000 monetized. That's amazing. What challenges are you having in your business? Because I think there might be some collaboration opportunities. That's a custom message. The chance of you opening up that message as opposed to a giant wall of text with buy my thing, right? very different. So we're starting to see tools like that, that he's devised for LinkedIn, for email, for website. So that's, to me, as someone who's growing a business is one of the most exciting things, how do I create custom messages at scale and how do I automate that using AI? That's, I think, is going to completely change the game. And the first people that figure that out are going to be the people that grow massive businesses with tons of revenue that's the way to do it. Awesome.
1: So Mark, it's clear that you work with your clients to, you know, make their lives easier and publish an amazing
2: podcast. If a listener is interested in finding out how they can do that with you, what should they do? You can find Mark Savant all over the web. That's Mark Savant, just like it sounds. And uh, Mark with a K, by the way, (laughs) if you're Mark with a C, that's okay. But your mom got it wrong. Sorry, dude. It's it's Mark with a K. Uh, so if you find you find Mark Savant all over the web, hit me up with an email, mark at marksavantmedia.com. It's mark at marksavantmedia.com. Keyword grow the show. Grow awesome. the show. I want to know where you where you found me.
1: We will uh, put the link and the reminder to include grow the show in the show notes. Mark, this has been illuminating. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, really appreciate it. And I'll uh, let you know how many disagreements I have this week.
2: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thanks, Mark.